All right, Recovery First Podcast. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to call this podcast, What is Going On in Mayberry, USA? The Recovery First Podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. What is going on in Mayberry, USA? Okay, 2020, we know we had COVID. We know fentanyl was was, uh, responsible for poisoning our drug supply for... uh, 99,000 deaths, overdoses. I, I just, I, I just, I wonder when is this going to be like a, like household sitting at the table conversation? Uh, of course, we don't sit at the table together much anymore, but like, when is this going to be like, you know, turn on the national news and it's just, 20, you know, on the news every night. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, so I want to talk about a text that I just got from a friend of mine, very good friend of mine out of Surrey County. If you don't know where Surrey County is, let me just tell you. It is, it's Mayberry, USA. Seriously, it's Mount Pilot. Um, it's, it is actually where the fictional city of Mayberry was from, but it, it's actually based out of Surrey County. And, you know, a lot of us grew up watching Andy Griffith. Uh, but we still do to escape this craziness that we're going through. Um, so, yeah, Surrey County. This is where Andy Griffith was from. This is where, uh, uh, you know, Barney hung out, Goober, Opie, all of that. Um, you know, like this is where the innocence was, right? And now I get a text. From a, a dear friend of mine from out there. She says there has been 32 overdoses in the last 48 hours in Surrey County. We know that fentanyl has been very, has been responsible for a vast number of these overdoses. The thing that's concerning about these overdoses is it was, in fact, Car fentanyl. So just to kind of map this out, I'm not a, I just want to say I'm not an expert on this. I, it's just stuff that I'm reading and 
getting from people that are a lot smarter than me that uh, fentanyl is 10 times stronger than morphine. It is also stronger than heroin. Now, we understand that carfentanil is stronger than fentanyl. And that was responsible. That was uh, what was responsible for these overdoses. I understand from what I'm getting is that a lot of these people uh, were reversed using naloxone, um, using Narcan, which is the which is a brand name for naloxone. Uh, but he, but he, this is I, I want to wrap our head around this. And not only this happened in Mayberry, U.S. of A., okay, again, where, you know, Otis hung out and uh, where Andy Griffith was, Aunt B, where all that was filmed and, you know, let's see, it took place, it was fictional, but it was was very much like that back then. Uh, from my understanding. It's also my understanding that Barney, Barney's girlfriend, I can't think of her name, but she actually stayed there, decided to. She just recently passed away. I can't think of her name. Uh, but here, here, here's the thing, folks. Um, is there something that's going to come after carfentanil? Is there something stronger that's going to come after carfentanil? Now, let me explain what these reversals took so that we can wrap our head around that, too. This took, my understanding was that it was taking four and five and six doses of naloxone and Narcan because this substance is so potent. I know a lot of us that have our pulse on this that are concerned about this or trained and we we carry naloxone, we carry Narcan and um man, you know, uh I mean, what are we gonna we gonna have to have it like wrapped around our belt, like six doses? I mean, this is crazy. We're gonna be having some folks on November eleventh with our uh podcast uh that really have their their really are boots on the ground with like getting the locks on out and are are really involved with what's going on with this drug supply and these overdoses. Kind of hard to pull them all together. Uh, Obviously, they have a lot going on, but we're going to try to pull everybody together on November 11th, 7.05. It's going to be on a Thursday. We're going to have some folks that are boots on the ground with this. Uh, We're going to have some folks from South Carolina, Hopefully, some folks from North Carolina, Georgia, uh, that are really, really working with this. I hope you'll tune in. This is getting to be crazy. Listen, I know we got a lot to talk about. We got container ships out there. Uh, we, we got supply chain problems. But I'm going to tell you something. We ain't having no problems get with, with fentanyl flowing in here, We're killing our kids, mothers and fathers, sisters, brothers. Like I said, when's this going to, I mean, 99,000 people in 2020. I mean, when's it going to be like 
when is it going to be like a national, actually a national emergency? I mean, a real national emergency. I mean, when we get to 200,000, 300,000, a half million, when is it, what's it going to take? A million? Seriously. It's steadily going up. And I swear, we just act like it's, in some circle, we just act like it's not happening. Like, that's not going to happen to my kid. That's not going to happen to my loved one. What's happened to mo- it's happening to more and more kids and loved ones, and it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to continue to talk about this. We're going to have these great folks on, these, these, these advocates. Uh, it's like herding cats trying to get them together. We're going to get them together and uh, talk about this. Please stay tuned. Um, let's hear from some experts on this recovery first podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. Uh, we'll be talking some more about this. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville. And, you know, all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.